Amen. I love Jesus too. And I appreciate him. Amen. More and more every day. Wow. You got to put up with me. I appreciate you, Lord. And I thank you for letting me be here tonight. This month, I'm here 24 years. I know. Well, that's not why I was saying that. One of the things I was thinking of, Pastor Rick, this goes back a while. It was, it was a Wednesday night service, and it was this rather large prophet. He sat on me. Yeah. He sat on me. He said, the Lord's hand is heavy on you. He was a big man, and he sat on me. That was, yeah, fire for effect. I, I never forget that. I was thinking about that the other day. He just came over and sat on me and said, the Lord's got to sit on you because you're wild. The only thing wild about me now is raisin bran. That's about it. That wildness is gone. But we're wild about Jesus and about his grace, his love, his mercy, his soon return. Amen. Amen. Let's give it up for the Lord. Amen. We're wild about you, Jesus. Amen. Bless the Lord. Well, let's, let's open in prayer and let's get in the word. Father, thank you again. Lord, you take wild people and you know how to, how to tame them. You know who we were when you saved us. We weren't perfect. Some of us were wild and out of control, but you still saved us. Some of us were stubborn. It took, it took a lot of your wooing, Lord, but you never gave up because you pursued us with perfect love. And you brought us here tonight, Lord. You brought us into your family. And I thank you for that. So tonight, Lord, as we gather around your word, may our hearts be attuned, may our ears be open, may our spirit be hungry and ready for what you would give to us tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, in one day, our whole world can change. Just in one day. Good or bad, it only takes one day. One day we're youthful and we're full of vigor. We're wild. Or we're, we're thinking there's nothing that can stop us. And then one day we're old and our get up and go has gotten up and gone. You know, I sometimes think, how did I get here? You know, somebody sent me a video yesterday from 30, 30 years ago, maybe, maybe a little more, and I had brown wavy hair. And, uh, and I was just talking over theology with somebody, just talking over the scriptures and the word. And, um, but it was, I showed my daughter, I said, look, daddy had hair at one time. And uh, so, you know, I, I, sometimes I wonder like, wow, like, how did I get old? You know, and, and sometimes inside you still feel like you can do things. But then your body tells you, no, you can't do that no more. You know, I was a, one day uh, we, were on a, we were on our deck in the back and Isabella tagged me and said, tag, daddy. And she ran and I went to run and I jumped off the deck and I rolled. <laughs> and my body just started laughing and said, you can't do that no more. You can't jump. You can barely run. 
But one day we're young, and, next, and then before you know it, you turn around and you're old. Whether, you're, whether we are young or old or somewhere in between, we all want Jesus to do something amazing for us, in us, and with us. I don't care how old you are. I still want Jesus to do something great in me. Yeah, you know, I still need Jesus to tame the wild parts of my heart. I want Jesus to do something in me. You know, and not only do I want Jesus to do something in me, I, I want Jesus to, to still use me. I want to be useful to the Lord. I want Jesus to do something with me. I still have breath in my lungs. I still got some giddy up. I want Jesus to use me. I want to be useful to the, to, in the kingdom. Till, I, till, my, till my last breath, I want to be useful in the kingdom. And so whether you're young or old or somewhere in between, we all want Jesus to do something amazing for us, in us or with us. See, the Bible is filled with things God has done in one day. Down you go. One day, God instructed a man named Noah to build an ark because he was going to send rain on the earth. Then one day, it happened. One day. One day, a fugitive was tending sheep on the far side of the wilderness. He came upon a burning bush that was not consumed. God spoke to him, and in one day, Moses' life was forever changed. One day. One day, the newly freed people of Israel were facing certain annihilation. An advancing army behind them and a sea in front of them in one day, God parted the Red Sea, and they were delivered. One day. When the leader of Israel's fighting force prayed for the sun and moon to stand still, God heard him, and he did it in one day. One day, a young boy, a young rejected boy was, uh, no, let, let me try, try that again. One day, a young boy was delivering cheese and nuts to his brothers on the battlefield. He overheard an arrogant giant mocking the armies of the living God. He volunteered to fight. With five smooth stones and a slingshot, he defeated a giant in one day. One day, three brave Israelites defied the king's edict and refused to bow the knee to a 90-feet golden image. They were thrown into a furnace, only to dance with the real eternal king of all creation in one day. One day, an elderly statesman was thrown into a lion's den, only to use the lions as a pillow for the evening. One day. One day, a young virgin girl was visited by an angel exclaiming that she would, she would birth the Son of God one day. One day, Jesus died for our sins. One day. One day, he rose from the dead, forever defeating death and the grave. One day. One day, a few common men witnessed his ascension to heaven. One day. One day, he will rapture his church. One day. One day, he will return. One day, we will return with him as he sets up his throne in Jerusalem where he will rule the nations and usher in a thousand years of peace. One day. See, with God, all he needs 
is one day. Our hope in Jesus is that he will do something for us or in us that we for years could not do for ourselves. I want you to take courage tonight and have faith that Jesus will do a one day in your life. See, you may have been struggling with something and it defeated you and you, you get discouraged, you, 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 you get in, inside, you, you, you get tired of yourself and, 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 you, and you, you pray, you may fast, you, you, you know, you're in the word, you, 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 you're trying to um, overcome this thing, but it just doesn't seem to overcome. All Jesus needs is one day. I want to tell you, take faith, have courage, because one day is on its way. What will bring about your one day? What will it take? When will it be that one day there was a struggle and then the next day there was not? You know, uh, one day when Jesus shows up it makes all the difference. One word from Jesus, one, one, one time, one presence, you know, one day I'm standing on a street corner, I'm selling drugs, and next thing I know, I'm, I'm in church. One day. One, one day I'm packing up my bags and I'm going into Teen Challenge. One day. One day I graduate Teen Challenge and I go to Elam Bible School. One day. One day me and this guy meet each other, we start talking about the Yankees. One day. One day this guy picks up the phone and says, hey, what are you doing? I need you to come here. One day. God can do great things in one day. Take faith. Have courage that God will do for you what you desire for him to do, and it'll take one day. Say, but Pastor Mike, I'm, 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 really, I'm really tired. I'm really, I'm really struggling. I'm re I'm, I really get discouraged. I'm, you know, uh, maybe, you know, you, you got this report from the doctor, and the doctor says it's impossible. Jesus only needs one day. And even if he doesn't heal you, one day you're going to stand before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You're going to receive your reward one day. God can do for us what we could not do in our years. God can do for us in a day. What will bring about our day? I believe that there's four stages that bring about your one day. Turn with me, if you will, to Genesis chapter 18. I'm going to be starting in verse 11. <clears throat> now, Abraham and Sarah were old. How many can identify with that? Advanced in age. I can identify with the old. I'm not able yet to identify with the advanced in age. Maybe some can, but I'm not, I don't think I'm there yet. But now Abraham and Sarah were old, advanced in age. Sarah was past childbearing. Sarah laughed to herself saying, after I have become old, shall I have pleasure my Lord being old also, 
And the Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh, saying, shall I indeed bear a child when I am so old? Is anything too difficult for the Lord? At the appointed time, I will return to you at this time next year, and Sarah will have a son. Sarah denied it, however, saying, I did not laugh, for she was afraid. And he said, no, but you did laugh. I want to share with you the four stages that can bring about your one day. Stage one is that your situation to you seems impossible. Think about it with Sarah. All those years, childless, seeing other people's children. Matter of fact, giving her husband to her, her, to her maidservant only to see her maidservant conceive and bear a child. The pain that Sarah must have went through, to feel like she was adequate, not enough, to see little children running around uh, 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 among the camp that Abraham had, among his, men, his maidservants and, and his servants and all of these. He had all these children running around, and yet Sarah felt inadequate in herself, knowing that she could not bring about the great desire of her heart. And so stage one in God bringing about your one day is that your situation to you may seem impossible. I can't do this, Lord. I've tried and I've tried. I, I just, I can't seem to, make, to, to break through. You may have been dealing with this situation for so long that in your heart you've rendered it impossible. I can't change. I can't overcome. I can't seem to break through. I can't seem to make ends meet. I can't seem to do this. I can't seem to do that. To me, it just seems impossible. Well, let me tell you something. When you're in a situation that seems impossible, that's the stage that God begins to move in your life. When you look and you say, and you look at these situations, and in your own strength, you may have tried for years. Waiting, hoping that someday I'm going to break through this. Someday I'm going to I'm going to overcome this. Someday there's going to be a change. Someday something's going to happen, and that someday never comes. And you may render in your heart that this, this is just impossible. You may be like Sarah, living with an unfulfilled dream or desire. You've had a dream in your heart for years that God was going to use you to do something but it just doesn't seem that it's come to pass yet. And you look at it and say, I've grown old or I've grown tired or I've grown weary or I've grown cold. I don't have the same fire that I had back when I, when I got the dream. I don't, I didn't, I don't have the same, the same strength in my body. My bones don't work like they used to. This is, it just seems impossible. Maybe you feel like the dream is dead. Maybe you felt like, oh, th that, that dream I had, well, maybe it really wasn't from the Lord because now it seems impossible for God to use me in the way that I dreamt. Or maybe you've had a desire in your heart for so long. And it's been unfulfilled. Maybe you received a bad report and have been told it's impossible. You've been dealing with a decades-long situation and have resigned yourself to it's impossible for me to change. 
no matter your situation, no matter the, how you feel inside, no matter the defeat, no matter the failure, no matter the years, no matter the, the turmoil, no matter the struggle, no matter the age, I want to let you know something. Your situation doesn't dictate God's one day. You may look and say it's impossible. You may look and say it's dead, it's gone. Uh, you know, it was, it was something of my youth, but now I'm past my youth, and, and, and it just, it's not going to come to pass, or maybe I missed, or maybe I failed. You may feel the dream is dead. All God needs is one day to resurrect your dream. All God needs is one day to bring about your desire. The Bible says rejoice in the Lord and what? He will give you the desires of your heart. The dangerous thing is we chase after our desires and we end up in a lot of messes. But the Bible tells us rejoice in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. And so here's Sarah, barren, all these years. And now... When she's old and past childbearing years, and now that her husband is old and decrepit, now you're going to fulfill my, my dream? Now you're going to fulfill my desire? Yeah, maybe God's waiting for us to get to a place where we're so weak and so unable to fulfill the things in and of ourselves that God visits us and says, now's the time. See, because it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord. And so when he gave, look what he did to Joseph. He gave him a dream as a teenager. Told his, told, had a dream that his brothers would bow down to him. He goes and tells him the dream. Then he goes and, and has another dream. The sun and the moon bow down to him. He tells his mother and father, one day you're going to bow down to, down to me. It was a dream given to a young man full of strength and vigor. And God had to use his wicked brothers to take him captive, to sell him off into slavery. And jo Joseph had to learn what it was to be a servant. Joseph, Joseph went into the darkest of dungeons. And though the Lord was with him, God broke him. And, and for 13 years, he suffered until he was at a place where God, in one day, remember, in one day, God raised him up out of, the, out of the prison, changed his clothes, shaved him in one day. In one day, gave him a ring, gave him a robe, gave him a ride, gave him a bride. In one day, made him second in command over all of Egypt. He had a gift. He had a gift of interpreting dreams. He knew the dreams came from the Lord. He knew the gifting wasn't his own, but the, but the time for the gifting wasn't ready yet. Because if he would have used him as a young, arrogant man, he would not have been able to, per to preserve life. Because he would have thought the dream was his, the gift was his. It's the same thing in our lives. We think the dream is ours. We think the giftings are, are, are ours. It doesn't come about like that. The giftings and the dreams belong to him. And it's when we're in a state of where we realize it's, it's not me. It's in that one day. That God comes in, resurrects the dream, resurrects the person, lifts them up out of the dungeon, lifts them, breaks his chains, lifts them up, gives them strength, and then gives them rule and gives them a ride and tells them, go out and fulfill your dream now. You're ready. One day. One day. It's all God needs is one day. 
See, we could, the beauty of our struggle is, is that it keeps us connected to the Lord. And you, we don't see the other side. We don't see it as God sees it. See, oh, my struggle, my struggle, my struggle. Maybe your struggle is there to keep you humble. Maybe your struggle is there to keep your dependency on God. Maybe your struggle is there to show you how absolutely weak we are without him. And so God uses the years and the struggles to humble us, to bring us low so that he can lift us back up. And all it takes is one day. One day. Could this, it could be this day. It, receive it. If, it's your, if that's your day, take your day. But one day. See, your situation has to seem impossible for God to bring about you one day. And your situation doesn't disqualify you, nor does it dictate that you won't receive your one day. Stage two, the disappointment of years. Listen to this in verse 12 and 13. Sarah laughed to herself saying, after I have become old, shall I have pleasure? My Lord being old also. And the Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh saying, shall I indeed bear a child when I am so old? See, Stage two is the disappointment of years. Nothing in life weighs down your spirit more than the disappointment of years. Do you remember the things you wanted to do when you were young and here you are old and you never got to do the things you wanted to do? Like play shortstop for the Yankees? Hit a 90, 95, 98 mile an hour fastball? Or... Be something that you, 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 you had a desire to be when you, I'm going to be this when I get older, only to realize you never really got to be that. The disappointment of years. Or you thought you would be further along in your life than you really are. The disappointment of years. You've had to work harder just to make it through this life. And you realize, what's it all for? The disappointment of years. Looking, saying, I should have retired by now, but I can't. The disappointment of years. Thought I'd be in a better place by now. The disappointment of years. I thought that dream that God gave me years ago would have been fulfilled already. The disappointment of years. Maybe you face the same giants over and over again. Decades. The disappointment of years. Maybe you've run into the same wall over and over again. Can't seem to get over it. Can't seem to break through. Can't seem to go under it. The disappointment of years. Others seem to have succeeded where you have not. You wonder why are they blessed and I'm not disappointment of years you have resigned yourself to live with that disappointment the same as Sarah Sarah had the disappointment of years to see other people's children grow prosper and move on and she was left barren 
the disappointment of years. Think about this too. She endured a lot, Sarah did. Married to Abraham, they moved a lot. Married to Abraham, she was taken twice away from him, told to lie to kings to save, to save her husband. Again, think about the children that she saw other people bear. And here she is old, and the disappointment of years had come upon her. That even when she heard the word of the Lord, she couldn't believe it because of the disappointment of years. See, sometimes there's prophetic words that come across here, and you, and you can't even receive it because of your disappointment of years. And say, oh, that was a good word, but it's not for me. Why not? Because I've been disappointed in every word that I've heard that hasn't seemed to come to pass in my life, the disappointment of years. And God uses the disappointment of years to bring about your one day. See, God didn't forget Sarah. It just wasn't time. God heard her cry, but God waited a long time to fulfill her cry. And God hears your cry. Think about this too. The Israelites were in bondage for 400 years. Do you think it took the 400 year for them to cry out to God? They were crying out to God for 400 years to free them from slavery. It took one day. And so your disappointment of years will not stop your one day. Listen, you can be disappointed in the things that have not come to pass, but don't let that disappointment transfer, into, transfer to your relationship with the Lord. See, God will, the Bible says that God does exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or imagine. And like I said before, take courage and have faith that God will do for you what you've desired to have done in your life. It'll only take him a day. And so, shake off disappointment. Shake off discouragement. Sh shake off even the, the, the thought of it being impossible. For you, yes, it's impossible. And yes, maybe you've lived in the, in, the, in the disappointment of years. The choices you've made may have brought about even more disappointment because you said, if I'd only have done it this way, I would have been, it would have been better. If I'd have only have listened to this person, it would have been better. And all of your if-onlys if have brought about a disappointment. Listen, we're all stubborn of heart. We all find it hard to take, to take counsel or take advice. We all find it hard to change, amen? And in the, in the inability to change ourselves or to, or to change or to embrace change, the discipline of change brings about a disappointment in years. And I want to let you know, don't hold on to your disappointment, but let it go. Because God is greater than your disappointment. And what God has done for others, God will do for you. He's the God, he's the God that will see you through your disappointments. All he needs is one day. One day to take your disappointment and turn it into a reality. Just as he did to Sarah. Here she was, the word of the Lord came and she could not believe 
She's looking at herself and saying, you've got to be kidding me. I'm past childbearing age. And look at this guy. Did she not say that? She may not have said it that way, but that's the way, uh, you know, if, if you were Italian living in Brooklyn, that's what you would have said. Really? Now? Look at this guy. You're going to tell me this is going to come to pass? Now? Yes, now. Because the word of the Lord was spoken. But sometimes in our disappointment of years, we reject the word of the Lord. See, Sarah rejected the word of the Lord. But because it's still the word of the Lord, it's still going to come to pass. Because it's the word of the Lord. And he said, I will be back a year from today, and Sarah will have a, will have a son. That was the word of the Lord. Whether she received it or not, the Lord spoke it into existence, and it was going to come to pass. The only thing is, because of her disappointment of years, she was not able to receive it but it still came to pass. And so don't let the disappointment of years nullify what God can do in your life. Amen? The disappointments of years will not stop God's one day in your life. Stage three. Jesus sees what you have endured. Time is not in your hands but they're in his. See, you may have felt like you've squandered years. Oh, I've squandered years. And, uh, you know, I, 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 can, I, can, I can identify, hear you, feel you, because I feel like that too. Like, wow, I, I've squandered years. But time is not in your hands, but they're in his. He created time. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. He started time. He'll end time. Time is in his hands. The set time for his return is in the Father's hands, but there's a time. Time is in his hands. And so Jesus sees what you have endured. Jesus has seen your cries. Jesus has heard your, heard your tears. Jesus has heard your moans, your groans, your, your, your oh, frustration. Jesus has heard it all. Jesus has seen you endure. Pick yourself back up. Get back in the word. Get back in prayer. Get back in worship. Jesus has seen you endure the, 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 the slander and attack of others. Jesus has seen you be mocked, or, or Jesus has seen you overlooked or, 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 or jumped over for somebody else less qualified, for somebody else that might not even serve the law. And you're wondering, God, I've been serving you all these years, doing the right, doing the right thing, doing the best that I can do, and this is it? This is the end? Somebody else gets my blessing? Time is in his hand. Time is in his hands. Just like Joseph when he says to the baker and, and, and the, uh, the cupbearer, hey, remember me, and the door closes. And the baker didn't remember him. And a few more years passed. You're not forgotten by God in your situation or in your circumstance. He sees what you've endured. He sees that you have endured much, gone through much, suffered much, but you've not been shaken. Look, you're still here today, right? You're before the Lord. You've worshiped him. You're in his word. 
You're in his house. You've endured. And Jesus would say that he has seen what you have endured. Time is not in your hands. They're in his. You may have squandered the years given to you, but Jesus can redeem the time remaining. Jesus can redeem the time remaining. I want you to look at something. Let's look at verse 14. It says here, I love this. Okay, Sarah says, she laughs and she says, you know, shall I indeed bear a child when I'm so old? And, you know, look at this guy here. And and the Lord says, is there anything too difficult for the Lord? I want you to circle this, at the appointed time. Look Look at that, at the appointed time. What did I say before? Time is not in our hands, they're in his. At the appointed time. That's beautiful. Sarah endured all of this suffering, all of this heartache, all of this feeling like God had abandoned her, feeling rejected, feeling less of a woman because she couldn't produce. And she endured. She saw all, Jesus saw all that she had endured and it came down to the appointed time. You may be going through struggles, you may be going through heartache, you may be going through Uh, Things in your life, maybe you're enduring for someone else. Children, grandchildren. At the appointed time. As it says here in verse 14. At the appointed time, I will return to you at this time next year, and Sarah will have a son. See, you may feel like you've squandered, you've wasted, you, you, you've tried, but the years have gone on and the, nothing's changed or, or things just, what you've desired, what you've dreamed just haven't come to pass. The word of the Lord that was spoken to you in, in, in your younger years just haven't seemed to come to pass. You feel like you failed or you, you've done wrong and, and God had to give that word to someone else, someone else fulfilling your word. No, no, not at all, not at all. If the Lord gave you your word, it's your word for you and him, and he's holding it for the appointed time. There is an appointed time for you and for your situation. There is an appointed time. Listen to Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1. It says, there is an appointed time for everything. And there is a time for every event under heaven. There's an appointed time for you and for the Lord. For me and for the Lord, there is an appointed time. What we have to do is continue to, to walk before him, uh, whether, whether you feel strong, whether you feel weak, whether you, whether you failed, whether you succeeded, whatever the, uh, the ebbs and flows of your life, understand, stick close to Jesus because your appointed time is on the way. Your appointed time has this declaration. Listen. This is the declaration of the appointed time. And Jesus said it. Is there anything too difficult for the Lord? You've lived difficult years. And it just seems like things may not be going away. You've lived difficult years and things haven't changed. You've been in difficult situations and they brought you down, brought you low, broke you. And you think that, that, uh, you know... When, Lord, when, when? The appointed time. And when that appointed time comes, the Lord will speak to you just as he spoke to Sarah and he says, is there anything 
too hard for the Lord. And so your appointed time has its declaration. Is there anything too difficult for the Lord? What may seem difficult for you is not difficult for the Lord. You may have endured much. You may have lived in the disappointment of years. You, you may think that Jesus doesn't see all that you have endured, but he's seen it all. And at the appointed time, he would declare to you, is there anything too difficult for the Lord? And it'll take one day. In closing, I'd like us to look at Genesis chapter 21, verses 1 through 3. It says, Then the Lord took note of Sarah, as he, said, as he had said, and the Lord did for Sarah as he had promised. So Sarah conceived and bore a son to Abraham in his old age, at the appointed time. Circle that again. At the appointed time. She was past childbearing age. He was past his prime. But God brought it about at the appointed time of which God had spoken to him. Abraham called the name of his son who was born to him, who Sarah bore to him, Isaac. Isaac means the son of laughter. That's what Isaac means, the son of laughter. So you may have shed tears, a lot of tears throughout the year, but there's going to come a day when those tears are going to dry up and you're going to laugh over the situation of your years. Because if God can birth in Sarah and Isaac, God can birth in you and Isaac as well. God can fill your desires and take the years that you've endured, the tears that you've shed, the brokenness that you've, that you've gone through, the, 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 low, the low that you've, you've, you've come down to, only to look up and understand at the appointed time, God will make happen for you what he's desired to have happen for you and what you have desired to happen for you, and your tears will turn to laughter just as they did for, for Sarah as they named their son Isaac, son of laughter. You'll laugh. You'll laugh at the years that, that you feel you've squandered to realize that God used those years, all these times, to bring you to an appointed time so that he can make, do for you what you could never have done for yourself in all your years of life. When your one day comes, you will look, laugh for the joy that has been brought to you. God will do for you what you could not do all your years, and it will take him one day. Amen. God bless you.